it's Monday. It's it's morning. And wouldn't you know it, it's a little macabre outside. The weather's looking slightly macabre than usual. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre with Scones and Darcy. Yeah, listen, you might think it's sunny out there, but I've been I've been a sea captain long enough to know that macabre's on its way. <laughs> yes, red sky by morning, uh, spooky boy steak warning, red sky at night. Let's start a fight, baby. Yeah, I, I, I like to. I pretend to be a sea captain, and Dars plays one on like eight different podcasts. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only role that the, you got pigeonholed, the, dude. <laughs> I've been, I've been goddamn pigeonholed as an salty sea captain, but boy, do I play a good one. Uh, you're like, ladies uh, and gentlemen, you're like one of those actors that plays like a cop in every show, like the co- the detective yeah. in every show. That's sick. Yep, it's uh, it's pretty sick. People have been, I've been getting flooded with emails saying, stay safe out there on the high seas. And then I have to message <laughs> them back and say, it's it's all a, a charade. <laughs> please, please. Please, please, please. Do not worry for me. <laughs> Take your concerns and donate money to Dana Farber. Yeah, <laughs> hey, baby. That's, that's a good plug. <laughs> it's a way to, hey, good plug. Let's plug charities. Hey, Shriners. Why not? <laughs> Wounded Warrior Program. <laughs> World Wildlife Tough Foundation. Mutters. <laughs> Remember when it was the World Wrestling Federation, but then they got sued by the World Wildlife <laughs> Foundation, so they had to change yeah, the, the WWE. Yeah, the World Wildlife Foundation hit it. Yeah, they took him with a steel chair. Yeah. And a fucking <laughs> hell in a cell. To fi- yeah, under <laughs> a panda versus, like, Hulk Hogan had to fight a panda. <laughs> <laughs> and he lost. Hey, brother bear. <laughs> and he lost. And then he and, got, uh, yeah, he fucking lost. And now, look, look where we are now. Look how far we've come as a society. Guys... It's May 17th, 2021. The spookiest day of the year. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> uh, uh, yesterday was my wife's birthday. That was an exciting uh, event. Yay! And then last uh, Sunday, as you all know, was Mother's Day. So that was another event that I had to be uh, cognizant of. And then tomorrow is our anniversary. So wow, big Daddy day. Daddy has a lot of... Uh, yeah, May is a big month for me. I got a... Be on my game. That's it. Cancel everything else in May. It's Jenny's month. <laughs> it's Jenny's month. Jenny month. She deserves it. She listens. She deserves it. And then, uh, Scones, you can have your own month when it's your time. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> Whoa. You're going to donate it to Dana Farber? <laughs> yeah. <instead>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up my month privileges. Dana Farber, you go, you go have a good I'm, one. Don't call me a hero, uh, but, but I am. Don't call me a hero, but think it and then like treat me. But by definition. But yeah, forget into the nitty gritty. (laughs) You're kind of a big hero. This week, guys, we're going to be talking. I'm going to be bringing you uh, the the spooky this week. And Scones is going to sit back because it's his month. Uh, Also, I'm kicking him up. He's kicking him up. He's sipping on a margarita right now. Out of a or a what's the drink that okay you know how people drink out of coconuts with straws is there a specific drink that goes in the coconut or is it supposed to be coconut milk or is it supposed to be something alcoholic who knows well if there's one thing I do know the lime goes in the coconut do you and then you mix it all up of course yes but that's about as much as my master's degree let me know (laughs) Sconey will you be my Corona and lime my main squeeze you're uh you're finding your beach. We need more platitudes on this podcast. We need real sponsors, not just random plugs. <laughs> not, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You said we were going to be making a bunch off Dana Farber later. <laughs> or was that after the, the we rob a Dana Farber? It's the perfect crime. 
<laughs> no one would suspect it. <laughs> the most horrible thing possible. Yeah. <laughs> Got my degree from Dana-Farber Institute of Technology. <laughs> I think it's going to get me a lot of jobs. But guys, today I'm going to be bringing you some spooky stuff. That's enough uh, Enough fun silliness. It's almost five minutes in. So You know what that means. I know means. you guys are about to crack the whip. It's like a cowbell going, you know what that means? <laughs> five minutes in. Today... Scones, I'm going to be bringing you the story, uh, or just a Canadian story of a, a classic Canadian bus ride brought to us by a listener, Jessica C. You know who you are, a longtime listener. Is she, is she Canadian? A? I don't believe so. Although I have no, I don't know why I'm like, no, but I don't think she is, but I, I have no reason to believe she is or is not. A. I'll, I'll so, say she is for thematic purposes. My guess is is a, uh, I think she'll probably DM us and be like, "Hey, I'm 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 from Milwaukee." Hey, sorry, or it took but... me a while. I was watching hockey <laughs> in the playoffs right now, so <laughs> band. Anywho, <laughs> band, band, get us out of here. Okay, Scones, today we're going to be talking about Vince Lee. Now, you're probably like, I I know Vince oh, Lee. Oh, Vinny Lee? We go way Me back. Me and Vinny Lee used to shoot craps. All right, write that down, everybody. We got him. <laughs> you're under arrest, sir. Hey, you got, this is how I wanted to go down. So Vince Lee uh, beheaded and ate his victim on a bus, and let's get to it. Uh, I think I went with a different Vinny Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just said that you uh you're a big you're really good friends. Listen, we used to hang out at the pool hall, and he'd say, "Hey, I ate this person <laughs> last night," and I was like, "Ha ha, that's a weird euphemism." <laughs> oh God, Vincent is straightforward. So, on July thirtieth, two thousand eight, Tim McLean boarded Greyhound bus eleven seventy bound for Winnipeg, Canada. Blood Greyhound. I know. He had been working a carnival in Alberta and was napping with his head against the window, exhausted after a long night out. We talk a lot about carnivals, and what's weird is that a lot of the subjects when we talk about carnivals are from, like, the 20s, where it was, like, that was, like, kind of a, a, a thing where it was just, like, vagabonds and, and vagrants would just kind of go missing from, like, like carnies were, were weirdos. Dude, carnies are my favorite people on Earth. This is 2008, so it's, like, ca- people are still working carnivals. Carnies are the, the, I mean, he soul, probably wasn't the, like a, the soul of America. <laughs> it's steelworkers. <laughs> <laughs> steel workers and people who can juggle bowling pins that's it that's it he's been okay so tim mclean now he's probably just like a, a dude working at the carnival he's probably not like a an attraction at the carnival you know but regardless so he's, he's asleep on this bus uh for almost six hours when the bus makes a stop in erickson manitoba a tall asian man named vince lee boards the bus and sat towards the front in a seat by himself as the bus pulled out of the stop, he moves to the back to the vacant seat next to McLean. McLean barely noticed, continues sleeping with his head against the window and his headphones on. Suddenly, almost three hours after boarding, Lee pulled out a large knife and stabbed McLean. The bus was full and all 34 passengers were witness to the carnage. A couple who were sitting across the aisle from Vince Lee were the first to notice and the first to scream. They ran to the front of the bus to tell the driver, who immediately pulled over and evacuated the passengers while leaving Lee locked inside. So everyone else now is out of the bus. Lee is locked inside. 
after stabbing McLean. Out of just random, like completely random. And this is where it's going to get pretty pretty gnarly. So, war- warning up at the top. Pre-10 minutes, we got, it's getting gnarly. Oh, okay? man. Okay, guys? Official Monday morning macabre gnarly warning. Yeah. So, vi- okay. So, for the next four hours. So, these people are now standing outside of this bus. Because it's just like in the middle. Of the, it's just like pulled over on the side of the road. For four hours, they watch as uh, they remained outside the bus while Lee wreaks havoc inside. Vince Lee had not only stabbed McLean, but had decapitated him, carrying his severed head around the bus Wait, like a what trophy. what was his weapon again? He had a knife. Is it, this dude is it had a hard knife. to cut off someone's head with a knife? Scones, I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you. <laughs> Here we have a model. <laughs> and we will demonstrate. Here I have a crash test dummy and a Wustoff knife. <laughs> <laughs> let's see it's it's like will it blend do you remember those youtube videos? Oh, i was going mythbusters <laughs> oh true rest in peace grant yeah that was super sad yeah anyway let's get happy again so vince lee not only stabbed mclean but decapitated him <laughs> carrying his severed head around the bus like a trophy and holding it up for the passengers to see Ooh? that's like some headless horseman shit <laughs> yeah this is the this is the canadian headless horseman only he's on a bus and he has a head. Oh, he's just an Asian guy on a bus. <laughs> and he has a head and a knife. So he dismembers McLean's body, tossing the pieces around oh the bus. Oh, my God. Y- yeah. Really Who not has, good. Dude, this guy must be so strong. Or that knife is so sharp. Yeah. I'm thinking like a Mike Myers, but like big, like butcher knife yeah. looking. That's what is in my head. Right in. What you think? <laughs> what weapon? <laughs> oh, boy. He tried at one point to steal the bus, but the quick-thinking driver had engaged an emergency stop feature, rendering the bus immobile. There's a, there's a Seinfeld reference here where Kramer drives a bus with a crazy person on it, but I think it'll be lost on too many people. True. So, he can't move the bus. Uh, he also tried to flee the bus, but the group of passengers kept him contained inside. So, they like wouldn't let him leave. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to have a horrific party in here. So really rough uh, already. And no one like... They didn't think... I think we have the numbers on him. Right. I feel like that would have been like the yeah, first thing. Maybe... I don't know. I would have been like, we need to save the guy who's been stabbed. Yeah, I, I think don't as know. soon as yeah, he started I, like... At the same time, if I'm on a bus with a lunatic with a knife, I don't know how great my thinking is going to be, admittedly. True, but also... It's easy for me to he's say. He's like winging... He's, he has time to cut off different limbs and like wing them around the... Yeah, he's... Sleep- Everyone's just <laughs> sitting there like, oh, I hope <laughs> I'm not next. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then they're like, well, he's... So, I don't know. So they've trapped him in there for, again, four hours. They, they could have watched... Like any of the three Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, and then you got to watch the extended edition, though. <laughs> oh, that's true. They could have watched the extended two towers as this Hell man was yeah. inside the bus. So a passing truck driver who had been carrying steel pipe and had seen the roadside commotion had stopped to see what was wrong. When the passengers told him what Lee was doing, he grabbed a pipe from his truck and stood guard outside the door until p- police arrived. So so he did nothing. I mean, they've got... <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of just did what they were doing? He I don't stood know. outside, but he had a pipe. So when they fought, when the police finally arrived, they ended up in a standoff for over two hours. They watched as Vince Lee paced back and forth, up and down the bus, holding McLean's severed head. After some time, they even observed him eating the dismembered parts of McLean's oh, body. Oh no! And at no point were they like shoot him in the head. Got- <laughs> yeah, right. We need to make this not a thing anymore. You need to end that guy's life immediately. <laughs> well, you're gonna love where this story goes. 
The standoff finally ended when Lee tried to escape by breaking a window and police caught him, shot him twice <laughs> with a taser and handcuffed him. What? Now, this goes to show the difference between Canadian police and American police. <laughs> this man has decapitated somebody, eaten, eaten parts of their body, and he was still not, like, killed. He was still arrested. I like that he was able to, like, he's like, I'm going to sneak out of this bus window as it's surrounded yeah, by he's cops. Like, they'll never, they'll, like, it's not <laughs> sneaky at all. Just like, we're going to go out this window. Yeah, he tried to parkour it out It's kind of near the back. Dash. Maybe they're not looking. <laughs> you know, he definitely, like, ducked down and tried to, like, shuffle over. To yeah. Window, yeah. Had, like, uh, the, probably so, had, like, the head with him. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Dude, the poor fucking guy just riding the bus that day. That right? Like, um, yeah, how it sucks because like there's nothing you could have done to prevent this person from just going nuts. No, and it's definitely like this is the last time I'll probably take public transportation. Right. So the standoff finally ends. The police put him in the back of their squad car, and in his pockets they find McLean's ears, tongue, and nose, which is super grisly. Uh, his eyes and heart were never found, and they were believed to be eaten by Vince Lee during his time on the bus. And the heart? Yeah. And the whole thing? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many other people were on the bus? 35. I don't know. I think so. They could have done something. <laughs> I'm, I'm skeptical about this one. <laughs> like, 35 other people just sat there for four hours and watched this guy eat another dude? How is this real? Yeah. Like, how did you not do anything? And all he has is a knife. I mean, granted, a knife can do a lot of damage, obviously, but, like, I don't know. I know if yeah. Mark Wahlberg yeah. heard about this, he'd be like, if I was on there, it wouldn't have happened. He, yeah, he'd be like, hey. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he would have, I mean, mm-mm. Yep. You can uh, Google uh, that one. Mark Wahlberg, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, he got away with saying it. that. Yeah, and doing the things he's done. Yeah, not great. Anyway. Not great. Back to Vinny Anywho. Lee. Also not great. But in a different way. In a worse way, I would say. Oh, dramatically worse. So the trial took place one year later, during which Lee pleaded not criminally responsible. His which, Just a prank, dude. What a wild... Yeah, yeah. it was for his YouTube channel. Uh, his plea meant that he accepted the charges, but was unable to form the necessary mental element. A psychiatrist on Lee's defense team argued that Lee attacked McLean because he was God, because God's voice told him that McLean was a force of evil and to execute him. The judge accepted the psychiatrist's diagnosis and remanded Lee to a mental institution. So he, he got exactly the verdict he wanted. Essentially. And we'll get a little deeper into his... I like God in this scenario was like, hey, that guy's evil. Kill him. And <laughs> yeah. then it's like, he killed him. It's like, God's like, okay, now you gotta eat his heart. <laughs> or, or God was like, hey, you gotta... Go up to that guy and let him know that he needs to repent or something. And then he kills him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he's like, I'm going to eat his limbs. He's like, no, not. Nope. Wait, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> and I can't wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so little little co- comedic uh, thing here. The trial forced, the gr- forced Greyhound to redo their marketing techniques as they had just released a campaign based on the friendliness of their bus system. Yikes. There is a giant ad that says there's a never or there's a reason you've never heard of bus rage. <laughs> oh gosh. They, and that's like um, right after they release this ad campaign. Not to mention even before this, I feel like that's not true like other than right, planes, yeah, I right. think like of any form of transportation, people in buses are usually not happy. Yeah. 
I just love the thought of the marketing team being like, all right, guys, we need to come up with a... They're like, they're like no one knows a bus rage. What are they going to do? Cut a dude's head <laughs> off? Like, that never happens. And then... No, you're mad at we are. <laughs> so, that's the end of uh, all that's interesting article on it. But I found some more information that made me upset. Dude, all that's interesting <laughs> is the shit. Yeah. So, cbc.ca, which is a Canadian outlet... Has a uh, is that like the BBC an artic- Canada? I don't know exactly. 2017. This article. So originally this took place in 2008, and he was sentenced in 2009 to the mental institution. Yep. 2017 rolls around, and I find this article. Vince Lee, man who beheaded passenger on Greyhound bus, given absolute discharge. I don't know what that means. It means he is free. Wait, like he's out? <laughs> he could be <laughs> listening to this. Sure. Yeah, he's listening intently. Man now known as Will Lee Baker does not pose significant threat to public, review board says. Okay, I know like America has like an insane prison industrial complex and some messed up shit. But this seems a little but too But Canada, lean. I think you went the other way. <laughs> too far the other yeah, way. Yeah, let me I'll, I'll give you the deets here. Vince Lee, the man who was not who's found not criminally responsible for beheading a man on a Greyhound bus in 2008, has been granted an absolute discharge. The Manitoba Criminal Code Review Board ordered the discharge on Friday, saying Lee, now known as Will Lee Baker, does not pose a significant safety threat. Which is crazy to Unless me. you're a human head, or if you're one of the people <laughs> on this planet with a heart. Unless you're attached to a head. <laughs> um... Baker was found to have been suffering from untreated schizophrenia when he stabbed, beheaded, and partially cannibalized Tim McLean, 22. McLean's mother, Carol DeDaly, a vocal critic of Canada's not criminally responsible laws and who believes Baker should remain in custody for life, posted a Facebook on Friday saying that she has nothing to say about his discharge. There's a quote saying, I have no comment today. I have no words. I agree with you. I can't imagine. Some kind of corruption. Is his uncle like some Canadian right? like yeah, politician I, or something? I don't... Seems crazy to me. Um, Baker was not found criminally responsible in 2009 and spent seven years in treatment at the Selkirk Mental Health Center before being allowed to move to Winnipeg, where he was treated at Health Sciences Center. Last year, he was permitted to move into independent living, but he had to abide by certain rules, which including taking medications and attending counseling appointments. According to a 1999 ruling by the Supreme Court of Canada, a review board must order an absolute discharge if a person doesn't pose a significant threat to public safety. The review board said it heard testimony for mental health professionals before concluding that the weight of evidence showed Baker is not a risk to the public. Hmm. What evidence? Like, he was doing puzzles really well in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was very polite. Uh, uh, maybe he, I he always the said could, thank you. Yeah, the only thing I can hope is that maybe can't, like, it's really good at reforming. Maybe they got a good system. Uh that would be a hell of a reformation, I feel like. I mean, I guess that's all we can hope for at this point, right? That's true. He always kept his elbows off the table when he ate. Yeah, he was got a hopscotch in the yard. <laughs> so he could just be sitting in a fucking Tim Hortons drinking his coffee right now listening to this. Yeah. Right. And he'd be like, <laughs> memories, as he drives to a beach and sits out in the sun. So, Chris Somerville, CEO of the Schizophrenia Society of Canada. Those gorgeous Manitoba beaches. Those Winnipeg beaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I, I, said, I was like, this doesn't really geographically track, but I'm not going to back down from this. So, Chris Somerville, the CEO of the Schizophrenia Society of Canada, worked with Baker for around eight years and said he's confident Baker will manage his illness effectively. 
He's quoted as saying, we've seen and I've seen face-to-face, person-to-person, heart-to-heart, bad choice of words, his ability to recover, that is, to learn to live beyond the limitations of his mental illness with a sense of purpose and hope. Baker has expressed a desire to, quote, stay engaged with his doctors and mental health organizations, Somerville said. Somerville said he believes recovery, rehabilitation, and redemption are possible for people with schizophrenia. I know that it's very difficult, and I appreciate the fact that there are millions of Canadians who are listening to this report even that will disagree, and some will be fearful, he said. I try to do my best. The Schizophrenia Society across Canada try to do their best. To educate the public that people can effectively and successfully live with schizophrenia and manage it and be responsible citizens. Have a moral conscience and stay with their treatment plan. I see it every day. Dude, the poor fucking family of the guy that got beheaded. That's just like, oh, he gets to walk? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's not something that I think should... I mean, that seems just insane to me. Do you think? And it's it's not even like... It's not even been a decade. Like... Uh, it's crazy. Do you think Greyhound has like put this guy on a, whatever the equivalent of a no-fly list is? <laughs> I would hope so. I hope he's not allowed to go on any form of transportation again. I hope he's not allowed to go outside. Yeah. So so he's on. You said he's on kind of like a parole thing. He has to stay in certain parameters and like meet. Yeah. He he's allowed to like be in this town and in, in Winnipeg and but he has to like have a phone on him at all times and do and like meet with counselors and stuff. But I, I, it still seems... That's it. Back to Winnipeg. <laughs> so Matt Logan, a former RCMP officer and forensic psychologist, said he thinks Baker's absolute discharge isn't in the public interest. He said he would prefer to see a conditional discharge that included requirements for Baker's continued surveillance by mental health professionals. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just like totally maybe they free to, figure to it do out. whatever. Yeah. That's, I mean, that implies that he's just like good to go which is nuts. It is. Logan, who has never worked with Baker, said the man may have progressed well in an environment of support and structure, but he worries an absolute discharge could mean Baker won't access those resources anymore. I'm concerned about a relapse. I'm concerned about a lack of insight in the taking of medications, he said. But the public interest looks at this and says, you know, nine years, nine years, really, for this kind of crime? And I think we have to weigh that as well. Logan said society needs to improve the way it bridges criminal justice and mental health. His own professional experience has included both. The deinstitutionalizing of people with mental illness and putting them into the public and leaving them to the criminal justice to monitor, I think we have a lot of discussion about this yet. Dude, he's so... In any other country, that dude's dead. Oh, he is super dead. He's super Not dead. Not just out with, like, almost the same amount of rights as me and you. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bananas. Texas, that guy's getting burned at the stake. That dude would... Dude, the bus driver... Everyone would have... There'd be 35 bullets in that dude. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? In like a matter of seconds. So then this article ends with law professor Isabel Grant hasn't worked on the case herself, but based on what she's seen in the media, she said Baker's absolute discharge was the, quote, inevitable outcome of his case based on the evidence provided by mental health staff that was progressing well. Grant teaches at the University of British Columbia and specializes in criminal and mental health. She took issues with Logan's assertions that the verdict isn't in the public interest. She's quoted as saying... I'm a lawyer and I'm going to go back to the law on this. And that is that the public and that is that the public interest isn't what the criminal code says, she said. The review board is required to apply the standard in the criminal code, which says that if the tribunal finds that he is not a significant threat to the public, they have to give him absolute discharge. I love the throwing around of the word public interest, like any of his neighbors like got any fucking say <laughs> in this dude living there. Like, yeah, right? 
<laughs> Nobody asked them. Imagine just like, yeah, living in an apartment building and then next door he's just like, hey, what's up? Uh, public interest said <laughs> I can like, be here. And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> what? Wait, I'm public. <laughs> uh, Grant said that the criminal justice system doesn't apply its usual, quote, punishment based model to offenders who are not criminally responsible. Instead, the model is based on treatment with the goal of allowing offenders to eventually function in society. But she said the system can feel painfully unfair for people affected by violence. I think we have to be respectful of people who disagree with the decision on that basis, but recognize that we've made a decision as a civilized country that we don't punish people who really didn't know what they were doing at the time of the offense and really didn't know what they were doing and really didn't know that they were doing something wrong. And that's a very, very small subset of people, she said. I just i feel like that sets a dangerous precedent for i was gonna say any serial killer just, to just be like nah i didn't know what was right. up it's like so I, when you ate I eight of those girls you didn't know and they're like nah yeah, no yeah. I, <laughs> I completely am for rehabilitation of individuals but i think there has to be limits and i think eating a man's eyes and heart on a bus is is definitely past the line of uh where i'd be like he can come back and order a tim hortons coffee. right it's not like he stabbed or like hit someone with his car or like just like did yeah, something it, wasn't like a, it was like, like yeah he didn't insanely graphic and like it, right it wasn't like a bar fight that he was like drunk got mad at a guy and was like off his rocker and like punched a dude in the head he he, he stabbed a man to death because god told him to and then ate his eyes and heart and cut his head dude, off dude how volatile and gnarly do the do the meds have to be to make you go from eating a oh guy's heart in public on yeah, a bus right. to be like <laughs> oh yeah no i'm ready for society yeah i'd be like those were crazy times i admit and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. this is but i got a prescription now it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah right cvs is like i don't know if i want to be the guy giving out the these. side effects alone for those like must be insane yeah it's I mean, uh, hey guys, if you think that uh, that they made the right call here, let us know. Are we if we're if we're missing something? You guys think you see? I'd I'd love to hear it. But I'm a, uh, I am pretty on the uh, on the side of don't let him out of a, a room forever. That's just me though. I'm not yeah Canadian. Or longer than what nine years. <laughs> yeah, at least longer than nine years. Like that's. Seems short-sighted. Or, like, in... I don't know. There's, I guess there's no in-between between, like, locked up for criminal insanity versus, like, being just out. Like, there's no, like, assisted living or, like, halfway <laughs> where at least someone can keep an eye on them. <laughs> like a college campus for mentally unstable individuals? Uh, I guess I don't know how it works with, like, since he wasn't criminally. If he has, like, a parole officer, he must have someone that has to check in on him, right? Or am I just hoping for I, the best? Uh, well, when they say absolute discharge, that sounds like it means completely untethered. Like so, the, after reading through you're the article, you're not going to hear it about sounds, until someone's like, "Oh yeah, no, he hasn't been uh, to therapy in a couple weeks," and it's like, "Yeah, wait, does anyone uh -oh. know where he is?" <laughs> yeah, it's. I just can't imagine how, uh, how that could ever be good. Is I he, guess it seems. Crazy. I wonder if he's on like a registry. Like if you looked up like like what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago on that episode about like how you should look up when you buy property, people around you. Yeah. 
I wonder if he's on uh, anything like that. Is yeah, is he, is he on like a beheading and heart eating registry? Yeah, because you got to check those when you're buying real estate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's you're, you're gonna find a lot of dots in your neighborhood. Oh my but you gosh, gotta, you got to look at the details, make sure. It's look not. at this. the The sun doesn't come from the southwest, so that sucks. But there's no cannibals. <laughs> it's a ranch, and we're looking for a colonial, but. <laughs> No one's going to cut our eyes out. No cannibals a plus. New septic tank a minus. (laughs) Ah, real estate. (laughs) Thanks for coming to our real estate podcast where we we got a little off topic with that that Vinny Lee guy, but... Now that you've taken our first real estate course, if you just pay for the rest, you're going to get all the tips and tricks we use to flip houses, just like HGTV's property. And if you sign up two friends, you'll get a check. (laughs) Yep. Goop. <laughs> Ladies well, and gentlemen. That's it. We're coming to Aquinet Paltrow. That's, uh, that's Vince Lee slash Will Lee Baker. Uh, just an insane event. I hope is never repeated. And I hope Canada really, really takes a good long hard look at this case and goes, maybe we need to rethink our absolute discharge policy here yeah it seems like there was like a good amount of people on either side although i'm sure if you ask the general public they'd be like wait a minute i can't imagine being like you know i i just i it seems so obvious to me that it's not a thing that should be like they he should not be it's one like it's one of those things where everyone's like no yeah that's good he got rehabilitated that's like the goal of our prison system and then i'm like all right then he he can move in next to you and they're like wait a minute yeah right right (laughs) then yeah yeah he'll be your roommate like (laughs) uh so yeah guys let us know let us know your thoughts on the case uh follow us on our socials monday morning macabre instagram mm macabre pod on twitter monday morning macabre.com for merch and patreon and all that jazz Get your extra bonus episodes of the boys talking about things. The boys. Uh, uh, all joking aside, the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute actually does great work. <laughs> if you are looking for a charity yes. to donate for. To get money to. Uh, they're a great option. And above all, above all, have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Thank you.